Welcome to another episode of the Combative Sewers. I'm your host, Manfred, a.k.a. MMA Lock of the Night. Andrew Boy on Twitter, at M-M-A-L-O-T-N. I'm just <laughs> fucking it up. Perfect start right out the gate. Uh, I'm with my man, Tunes. What's going on, As bro? always, what's up? Uh, my man, Big Rob, is in the back. Yeah. And we got Glitch wandering around here. I'm sure he's going to make an appearance he's probably very gonna shortly. probably going to jump on my lap Just wait. Again, just wait for it. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yep. Um... Uh, yeah, first of all, I just want to say a big thank you and shout out to everybody that checked out the last episode. I got a lot of good feedback on Twitter. Uh, people are enjoying it. I'm slowly going to start putting out a little bit more clips here and there on Twitter as well. Just so if, you know, it's a good way to grab some people, especially with some of the discussions we have. I know there's more points of view that we can have other than just me and Tony ourselves. So, um, once again, thanks to everybody that's been hitting us up about that. That's great. Uh, but let's just roll right the fuck into this thing. Uh, actually, one thing that I didn't want to touch on before. Uh, I know you're not a big bas- basketball nut, but would you say you would be heartbroken if Kawhi Leonard did not come back to the Toronto Raptors? Yeah, yeah. seems that way. Yeah. It seems only fitting. He came for the year and he won a title, for fuck's sake. I, I, I know you, you were out of the house for most of the day today, uh, but have you been following what's been going on with him today specifically? I think I got, like, a couple, like, 680 updates in my car. Something about, like, someone reporting that he would make more elsewhere because of taxes, so he's considering that so, or something. So not specifically about, like, what's going on with his negotiations or oh, anything, okay. but physically with him. Oh, no. Apparently, he flew back into Toronto today on a MLSC jet, like the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment okay. jet. And uh, the fucking CP24 was following them on a helicopter uh, from the plane oh, uh, the into fuck? two black okay. SUVs to because he was going from there to the hotel where he's going to be meeting with the GM of the Raptors. Okay. And apparently there's a bunch of fans outside that hotel right now waiting to just see him and do like a little bit of a, hey, we're here for you. Don't leave us, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Sports we're fans, all leaving man. work. We're all fucking, you know, giving up whatever we're giving up in this time to come just to get a glimpse of you and show you that we, we want you back, bro. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How crazy why, is that? One thing, right off the bat, why didn't they just get in the penthouse and land on the helmet? Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> what are you doing? It's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, minimum, what, what he's getting about, minimum yeah. he'll be getting at least, like, if he's going to sign a four- or five-year deal, he's going to get $170 million. So Holy I'm sure he fuck. could afford a helipad drop-off one day. Yeah, Four years, $170 mil? Dude, there's That's a, what these NBA contracts have done, dude? Dude, there's a Canadian player, Jamal Murray, uh, highest-paid NBA athlete, Canadian NBA athlete ever, $170 million for four years. That's forty-two and a half. Let me mil confirm a year? that number, but I know he just got some crazy. Yo, these contracts look insane nowadays. I'm like, there's they're in the hundred and fifty. Okay, man. Here's the thing, though. If I'm getting forty-two and a half million per year, I don't want to be taxed in Ontario. That see, that's <laughs> look at this. Fact. That's a big factor in five, my decision making. Five year, hundred and seventy million U.S. How crazy? Yeah, okay. Is that? And then the, Ontario, the Canada is gonna be like, hey, yeah. So that so obviously like well, being like sports fans as we are, yeah. we just want Kawhi Leonard to come back, but. There's so much numbers that go into exactly. it financially, how much he's going to be giving up. Yeah, when you think Toronto. about it from that point, it's like, well, yeah. I won the title from them. It's cool. I love y'all. But Jesus Christ, like, I gotta it's going to be like a few here. extra mil difference. I, Short I, window, make your money, get out. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with like the whole salary cap thing and how like the numbers work with the NBA trading and, and signing free agents and all that That's stuff. Nice I hope idea. that Toronto can still offer him enough to make up for whatever he would be losing on. You know, if we just gave him, if we just matched what the Lakers were going to give him or something, yeah. right? Like, 
Uh, and I don't know why the fuck he would even go to the Lakers because he would play third fiddle compared to playing, you know, being the star player, the being mega, yeah. the fucking franchise player on that team. And he knows he has a good team. Trouble. He could win the title exactly. with him. <laughs> One guy already came back, Marcus Gasol, already resigned with us, so that's a great addition. And then we're waiting on Danny Green as well, who isn't making his decision until Kawhi Leonard makes his decision. So All right, then. with our fingers crossed, before we kick off this episode, Kawhi Leonard fucking come back to Toronto, man. That's all I gotta say. Kawhi Leonard, get your money. <laughs> yeah, Canada <laughs> is behind you. You have a whole country behind you. All right, I'm gonna get off this shit. Y'all, you're here for MMA, so let's do some MMA talk. Uh, well, we're gonna kick things off with a big fight that just happened this past Saturday with Francis Ngannou knocking the fuck. Actually, you know what? Compared to the other KOs he's had in the past, this and this isn't as bad. But he finished his junior dos Santos in 61, 71 seconds, I should say. Uh, very impressive. Uh, in a sense that I'm going to catch some flack for this. I already did before. I'm still not impressed with Francis Ngannou in terms of everybody saying he's back now and, and he's more improved and, you know, he, he looks like he's a different level now. How can you say that if we haven't seen him tested like he was against like Stipe Miocic? He's still going out there. Yeah, he had that flat-footed performance against Derek Lewis. Uh, then he comes back, finishes Curtis Blades in 45 seconds, finishes Cain Velasquez in 26 seconds, and then Dust Junior Dos Santos in whatever, 71 seconds. Yeah. Can, where is this fucking, you know, Francis Ngannou, another level? What do you mean? I, We're seeing what the fuck we've saw from him in the thank past. Thank you. Yeah, it's nothing new. That's exactly what you're pointing at. Like, we know he can knock people out These really fights quickly. are going faster than they did even before when he was on that streak. Look, over him, 1 minute 42 seconds. Andrei Olovsky, a minute 32 seconds. So, he's been dusting these guys even quicker than that. Yep. And how can you say he's made vast amounts of improvements if we haven't seen him tested? Exactly. As soon as he couldn't knock out Stipe in one round, we saw what happened. And now he's just gone back to dusting people. And was it, combined? I don't even think he's fought just over two, two minutes, minutes in the yeah. last three fights. Yeah. But I, we, we, we already know he can clip you and knock you out. So I get what you're saying in that sense. I, sure. will, I will give him props in this aspect, though. He took two very challenging fights for him. I believe he was going in to both of those fights as an underdog, maybe not the Cain Velasquez fight. But Curtis Blades and Cain Velasquez, stylistically, are probably the worst matchups for him. He was the underdog him. against Cain. I know. I'm pretty sure he was against Curtis Blades He as was well. a heavy under. He was like two and a half. I yeah. think Curtis Blades was like minus 260. I bet pretty heavily like on Curtis Blades for that fight too. So yeah, I remember that. And he was that plus was, 200. And he yeah, just started. 45 seconds. And that was a tough matchup coming off two losses too, stylistically. So you got to give it to him in that sense. For taking those. And the fights, you know, they just... Just so happened to, to not make it to the extent that we would yeah. see if he was able to actually make those improvements or not, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like you can't really say he's back when he's just doing what he always did before. There's, it, there's no new variables here. It's the same thing. He, 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 hits, he hits so hard that he doesn't even have to hit you clean and you go out. Okay, but we need to see a little more in terms of cardio. Can you sustain that? Yep. What happens if that doesn't work out? Defense. Like, what if you don't land that bomb? Yeah, like, okay, even if... Man, even like it's it's interesting he's got these two back-to-back -back stoppage wins over Kane and Ju Junior but there's so much more of a story behind those that kind of diminishes I, it I said that there's an asterisk beside the Kane Velasquez win no right? no no it was there the is. uppercut it was definitely an uppercut but it's also Kane coming off a huge layoff that's what I mean that's god what I mean. yeah ring god knows if that's like how how Kane even is like we don't even know we got 26 seconds of him I we know. didn't really see how he looked right and then with Junior can we talk about that stupid, so stupid. overhand so right? What the fuck stupid. was that? He literally, no setup, wings an overhand right, gets off balance to the point where he's, his back is towards I Francis, know, and know. Francis just goes over the side and hits him in the yeah. head, and 
rocks him because he, obviously he can't see the punch. He's looking the other fucking way. What the hell was that? Did you see the post-fight presser with him? How he said he gave Francis Ngannou yeah, this one? Yeah, 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 I know. He was... He goes, he oh, was, I know, like, he, why did he I capitalizes him, right, right. and I don't know why I throw that, you know, but it's... That's, that's my problem with Junior. I've always loved Junior. He's always been my favorite. But then after, like, I remember, I think it was the third Kane fight, it was like, you're not, in, you're not fixing things. Like, yeah. you kind of got exposed, but you just do the same thing over. Like, he has mental lapses in fights, his fight IQ is not high, whatever it is. But skill-wise, he has everything. But then, like, it's just weird. Like, even the Stipe fight, he just keeps backing up, and then look like he then he gets confused that there's like a cage against feel, his back, I, and then turns around, and gets popped. I, I feel like he's short up. The, the, that's definitely one issue that me and you like really saw from him, especially yeah. in the Alistair Overeem fight and the Stipe fight. He likes to find his you know back against the cage, and then you know gets knocked out because he has nowhere yeah. else to go. I feel like he's worked on that a little bit since those fights. Uh, so I'll give him that. However, not that like, much though. But, like, he but should the, be improving more. But but the uh, but the like the weird overhand right that he continues oh. to throw like that. He does that in every fight. He yeah, does I that in every fight. It's but just his hail mary. This thing. is the first time he's fought a guy that punches just as hard as fucking Francis. Yeah, Ricardo. you can't make that mistake and against that Francis. Mistake. Like you knew what was going to happen if you made any mistakes, and you know you you're, you're, you're like technically you're the better fighter probably. Absolutely. You, you probably have that's why I better better grappling, better boxing tech yep. from a technical standpoint, yep. and better cardio. Yep. Like you probably have this guy beat in every facet. Just don't get hit. Like and you, stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. He was doing a decent job of that until he's. He was bad. actually like, doing pretty ill-advised good. Ill-advised overhand right was fucking stupid. But it's like even with the Stipe fight, remember that he was kicking Stipe's ass. He had yep. Stipe's leg completely. Like I don't think Stipe could have continued on much longer. Apparently his leg was really jacked. After... Was it the second round that he finished? No, it was the first. It was oh, like two minutes into the first, and Damn. he only ate like three or four leg kicks. But I think it was because he ate the leg kicks, he kind of rushed Junior because he knew he was fucked with the leg. Yeah. And Junior just, once again, just back against the cage, gets popped, dropped. <laughs> I will say about this, though, um, going in, because we all love Junior. He's like a, he's like a big kid, and everybody loves him. <laughs> Singing Purple it, Rain and shit. Yeah, you, you, everybody, I think a lot of people went in kind of tense, like, oh, God, please don't, don't get, get killed, Junior. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're facing a beast. It's Francis. So for the fact that he did get stopped in 1 minute and 11 seconds, it was pretty tame for him it was it like okay it wasn't bad he didn't get deaded bad. it was bad. he got he got hit and it was rocked yeah. and kind of just said I, i'm done right yeah. now which was good like he didn't try to keep fighting he didn't go it, out cold it wasn't like brutal yeah, it was yeah. just like okay thank god he's okay but yeah. it was it was also a stoppage horrible sure. mistake but yeah at least to that one thing i will say about francis and ganu there was one new wrinkle we kind of did see in that fight from him even though it was 71 seconds uh the le- the calf kicks I love those. Yeah. I kind of joked about it. I'm like, oh, look at this new level of Francis Ngannou, the calf kicks, which a, what a great innovation to his game. Like, I kind of meant it like half-hearted. It's smart. Hearted. Like, it's smart because it's, it's like... A great, it's a great tactic to have, especially a guy that moves as well yes. as Junior Dos Santos. Well, also Francis' style. It's like he wants to get his hands on you. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, if you're going to stand too far away from me to get my hands on you, just now I'm just going to kick your legs. Chippity-chop. That's it. So, and now you want to close the distance? Well, now you're in my range. So. Exactly. Like, it's it's... It's the right move for him. It's it's very smart. He doesn't he doesn't really need to do much else other than just focus on the leg kicks. And he's got to be able to make sure that he can get his leg back quick enough. And a guy like you know Daniel Cormier or Stephen Miocic don't exploit that and go for a takedown. And, man, you know, I really he can't be lazy with that. I th- I think he'll retire if he beats Mi- Miocic unless it's Jones. But man, so th- and, that's and pretty much my next question though. So Cormier like, and Ganu where does Francis go from here? He will obviously waits for Stipe DC, but. I think I think me and you have the same line of thinking in terms of Cormier is probably either going to hang it up after yes. beating Stipe or maybe entertain a, a fucking Here's John Jones fight. 
I think but he's not fighting Francis. I don't see him fighting Francis, and I'm completely okay with that. I, I would not call him a pussy. The guy is coming up from, you know, he should be a 205-er, goes up to heavyweight. He's a great talent there, but he's still extremely undersized. He's like 41 years old at the yeah. time. He's already old. He's, yeah, like you said, extremely undersized. He doesn't need to be fighting a monster in his prime right now. No it's unnecessary. That would be an interesting matchup, though. Stylistically, I like, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's, That's where you'll see the improvements of Francis if he has any. Because that's where... Like, I think if anybody can thwart the power and then use the wrestling and wear a guy out, it's DC. He did Easily. it to Rumble. He did it to the other. He'd do Francis it way better than everywhere. Stipe would be able Exactly. To. So if there's anyone who can really, like, take it to Francis and probably survive his onslaught, it would probably be DC. Man, let's, let's look at that fucking, the top of that light, or have you Yeah. Otherwise, here's too. the thing. If, if Cormier wins, that's kind of going to screw up heavyweight a bit because now you got... Number one as Stipe, a guy who's coming off two losses, but he's beaten everybody else, so he should kind of rightfully fight for the vacated belt. I would say if, yeah. And if, then it's Francis is the only yeah. other guy. So then you'd have a Francis-Stipe rematch for the vacated belt. Would but then, that. But then Stipe's coming off two losses I to don't mind DC. That though. DC does he get the Does he get the fight or does Francis fight somebody else for an interim? Okay, but then who does he fight? JDS, he's cleared out the rest. He already, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is not coming back anytime Derek Lewis soon. is getting... He's coming off losses anyway. Yeah. Then you got above that... Um, go up. Oh, sorry. It's uh, Curtis Blades and Jr., who he's already done beaten. Done and done. And then who else is after that? Volkov, Volkov. is coming off a loss and fighting Overeem, I think, now. Yeah. If Overeem wins that, you don't want to see Overeem again. <laughs> nope. Then there's Kane. Like, there's literally nobody left Alexio at that point. Olenek, Shamil Abdurahimov. So if, if DC wins, it's kind of going to be weird. Yeah, but I think you got to do Stipe yeah. Francis, too, for the vacated belt. Yeah. Goddamn. If Stipe wins, I think, I think DC might get the trilogy fight as his last. I could see him hanging it up right after that, to be honest. Just, yeah, just like I, I already, just, I lost already. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. I was champ champ. I fucking reached the yeah, pinnacle of the does sport. He doesn't got to do shit. He doesn't need to do he anything He just, else. he honestly, even the Stipe fight, like if I was him, I wouldn't have been bothered with it. You already beat the guy clean. He doesn't, I don't see, you see the point of this. I would, the only thing left for DC is Jones. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else. I know. That's the only, uh, and uh, heavyweight. He keeps saying he wants to go back down to light heavyweight and, you know, kind of, Man. Do like what Connor did against Diaz and just have everything the same and try to go for it again. Nah, man. Heavyweight. Do it at your natural weight. Like, don't don't force yourself to cut weight is what I mean. Uh, you know, eat all the fucking Popeyes you want. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Train happily. Natural element power, yeah. And fucking put, a, put together a game plan to possibly dethrone the GOAT. Yeah, like, why worry about the weight cut, especially when you're 40 to 41? Fuck when you're it. fighting John Jones, you need to worry about as little as possible outside of training and game planning like that's it no weight cut nutritional just eat what you want be in your natural element you're yeah. so old you got a chance to fight this guy for the third time he's beat you twice we can get it done now at your weight class and jones has said he's willing to go up to heavyweight as long as the ufc pays him appropriately and who, why would they not pay him for a third dc fight exactly. like, come on that's big yeah i think that's the biggest fight they could possibly make with the active Either fighters that they guys, currently yeah. have 100 <laughs> percent uh, give me your thoughts on if we do get a Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou rematch. I think, you know, even though Stipe is fighting DC, I think this fight is probably the most uh, logical for Francis next, even if Stipe loses to DC. Because like we just yeah. said, we're, DC will probably fight John, John Jones next or hang it up. So I, I think more often, like it's, more than likely, we will get Stipe versus Ngannou next. Unless Jerry will somehow make some sort of ma magic, magic comeback and says, uh, and Francis wants that fight back to try to you yeah, know, get maybe. his shit back. But for me, it's got to be Stipe. What I was going to ask you is, how would you line that fight, a Stipe and uh, Francis rematch? Um, 
you know, don't even think about DC right now. Like, yeah. <clears throat> with Stipe that we know, you know, got knocked out by DC last. Yeah, man, how, how do you hard think to, he matches up? It's so hard to say because he's, he's been out for a long time and he just got knocked out, which is not good. Do you think Stipe would be the underdog? No. He should be the favorite, but I don't think he would be a huge favorite. I think it would be like a minus 150 plus 120 sort of deal for in Stipe's I I personally favor. think that would get uh, bet down to like a pick him right away. Really, <clears throat> eh? I think people are really on this Francis train. And this whole thing about uh, him beating, you know, back-to-back heavyweight goats. You know, I think that, that, that narrative is really going to fuel a lot of people onto Francis well, Ngannou. Here's the thing, though. Stipe is, okay, he's great. But he's a li- he's overrated in the sense of like you would think he's amazing. I, I agree. Like he's I- beaten all these guys when they were kind of in their pr- uh, like w- like getting on the older side. So streak wasn't too impressive if you yeah. actually look at the context of the wins. Even the Francis fight, that fight was more Francis being sh- being looking that- bad. It wasn't Stipe looking that great. That's the fight that I looked at. That I was like, okay, this is why he DC was, he's going to beat me. He still lost the first round, and he was getting hit. And it's like he didn't he did defensively like he's not that um, great. Like, oh, sorry, he's very great, just not amazing. Like yeah. that's how I look at. That's Stipe. why DC is always going to beat him in my opinion. That's why DC's I always gonna yeah. Beat him. That's why those odds made no sense to me. I'm like two and a half to one favor for Stipe. What the fuck are we looking at here? DC's only Easy lost money. to John Jones. I don't Easy understand this at all. Money. But yeah, like, the Francis fight to me really felt like Francis looking like crap. Like, oh yeah, if you look at all these wins, okay. Um, Mark Hunt, he wrestled, he totally, like, grappled him. That was a good win. Arlovsky, fine, but Arlovsky was coming off losses, and a lot of people put him out. Um, Where Doom just charged him with his chin up in the fucking air. Absolutely horrible. Um, Overeem was doing some weird game plan thing again. And he rocked Stipe as well. Um, That was weird, too, with the ground and pound, the way he finished him. It was just kind of like... Like, it was a he position you out. would think that yeah, yeah. Overeem would be able to defend from, but he just kind of yeah. blocked and then, and then got put out. out. <laughs> that like, was so fuck? fucked. And then Junior, yeah, he, he bull rushed him again um, after he was losing that fight in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I Like, it, it they're good. Don't don't get me wrong. They're amazing wins, but... You can all you can say that about, like, any anybody's streak. You can nitpick yeah. a little no, bit. but then but there's certain I guys who beat guys in their yeah. prime and yeah, properly, yeah. no question about it. With Stipe, it's always like... I think, I think he's going to take another L Like, what, what I'm saying is his resume makes him look better than he really is, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, Especially with the, the holding that record for most... Yeah. Like, he's like an eight, eight and a half out of yeah. ten, but his resume makes him look like a nine and a half or not, like, True. ten out of ten type fighter, right? You're, you're like, okay... He's still amazing, but not that level. So I think we can both agree on the fact that we still don't see the full arsenal from Francis Ngannou. And yeah, it's very yeah, it's impressive that he's knocked out the three straight fucking wins that he tells just us had. Nothing new, yeah. But it still tells us nothing new. And again, if he wants to fight a guy like DC or if he wants to fight a guy like Stipe again, I, I personally think if it comes again, uh, we'll get Francis knocking out Stipe. I, th- uh, and I think I, that's what's going to happen. I think he would do that in the first round because in the yeah. first fight, he was very sloppy and yeah. just winging bombs, whereas... If he comes out just even for the first round, yeah. a little more crisp, like the Francis we've been seeing, the little we've been seeing from yeah, him, yeah. He, he does look like he's more like you know, like ready to go, focused. So I, 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 I think I do, he would like put I him don't up. want to shit on the guy either. Like it's it's great what we're getting with a Francis Ngannou, right? Like we're yeah. we're getting a guy that comes in there and knocks motherfuckers out. Oh, he's out. the scariest fucking like, guy. Like he is the scariest guy. I hate to to sound like we're shitting on his parade or anything I like was, that. Like I was watching it with uh, Zane. Yeah. And we were just looking at him coming out, and he's like, dude, this guy's. Built like like you see his chest. It's, it's like they're like nuts. two monster plates. It's like here. a, a like once-in-a-lifetime type of it's athlete. Fucking cyborg. Like, yeah. It's like a, it's 
it's pretty much what we wanted out of Brock Lesnar essentially too. A yeah. guy that looks like the looks the piece and then goes out there and fucking murks guys too. Two fifty five with like no fat. Fucking what ridiculous. The fuck. So, I, you know, Francis, his streak has been impressive, I'll give him that. But, again, I want to see more from him. And lo- he's kind of lucky. Like, outside of Curtis Blades, there's nobody else other than, like, DC that's going to be able to challenge, challenge nobody, him nobody. in the grappling realm. So, Curtis Blades really has to get his shit together. You know, he he's going to have to fight a lot and get a lot of victories if he ever wants that Francis yeah, fight but again. poor Curtis, because he can't get any of these fights with anyone else. He's fighting Shamil. Oh, yeah, he's fighting Abdurrah Himov. And if Whatever. he, if he wins him, that, yeah. he's coming off two wins yeah. now, back on a two-fight win streak, and his only two losses ever just, oh, yeah, he beat D- are Justin in Ganu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his only yeah. two losses ever are in Ganu, yeah. both of them. Uh, that's pretty much what I got to say about Francis. Anything else yeah. you want to touch on about him? Like, no. I think we fucking... It's we hard, man. One. He's got he's to not dead these guys so quickly. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to our most impressive performance of the last two weeks. I'll let you kick this shit off. Oh, yeah. I got to pull out the or list. Or do you want here. me to start while you pull it out? Uh, no, I got the okay. list ready All to right, go. Let's go. I had some honorable mentions, so dun, I got to make dun, sure. Dun. Okay. All right. So, go. honorable mention, zombie over <laughs> Moicano. I think yep. that was like... I know it was really quick, and it's not too unexpected because we all know Korean he zombie can do that, but... Yep. He was the underdog coming off a bad win, and that was a huge win over number five, so yep. got to throw that in. Now, these two, I was kind of like going back and forth on, so maybe I'll just do a bit of a split one, okay? We'll, we'll give it an even one. Randy Brown and Joseph Benavides. Ah, motherfucker. Which, okay. Okay, okay. Go I don't for know it. which one was continue, yours. Continue, but, continue, continue. Uh, Randy Brown was a big underdog. He was coming off a, su- a bad loss to Nico Price, fighting a tough dude in Brian Barberino who had a war with Luke. Comes in as a heavy underdog. And he hasn't fought in a while. Not only does he beat Brian Barberina handily, yeah. he puts him out in the third round. He beat him easier than Luke did. Yeah. Which is super... Really and he's so young in his career. So to make... I just thought, like, the amount of improvements he made and the way he came in in that fight, I was like, holy fuck, I don't think anybody expected this. That was a huge win for him to just, like, get people to forget about that price knockout yeah. and just leap right back in the middle of the pack. So I thought that was super impressive. But... and. I don't know. I think. Uh, are you going to talk about the Benavides fight? I'll go into the you Benavides might as well because yeah. what what more needs to yeah. be said about that? Like, come on, I, dude. I, I want to quickly touch on that Barber, Barbarina fight and uh, the Randy Brown fight. I, I don't know, man. There's there was something to me at least seemed off about Brian Barbarina. Like, yeah. He didn't. Okay. He just didn't seem like. Well, maybe after that fight with Luke. That pro- it probably could have could have had an effect on him. So. I don't know. Like, I, it was impressive for Randy Brown, especially the fact that he finished him as well. Very impressive. I'll give him that. But just something looked off about Brian. And okay. I don't know. Uh, enough, but yeah. that's why I have to legitimately just give it to Joseph Benavides. Like, yeah. that guy went out there, uh, looked a little bit dicey after he got cut over his eye um, in that first round. And weirdly enough, like, Tony made this point. He thought that, you know, for me, he could see it a case where a judge gave it to Formiga. I, I had that round for fucking Joseph Benavides. I yeah. had easy that round for Joseph there's, Benavides. There's those I don't rounds. know how two judges actually ended up giving it yeah. to him. There's Aesthetically, I get it, but like there was, what? I think it was 20 to 4 at one point in terms it was, of the significant strikes. Yeah. There's, that's, there's always those Fuck rounds where you're like, okay, Joseph Benavides should have won that, but the judges might have actually scored that for Formiga. So you got to were right that. in that fucking yeah. line of thinking, which yeah, was fucking weird. I, I, as soon as you see the cut, it's like, oh, damage, visible damage. Like, They're the probably f- going to overrate how much he was actually landing. But, yeah, he should have won the first, but whatever. He was Regardless, he comes yeah. out there in his second, kind of puts it on Formiga a little bit more. And, you know, Formiga has made some great improvements in his striking. However, when you got a guy as seasoned as, uh, as Joseph Benavides, and especially on the run that he is on, too, he completely 
starts his uh, up-and-comer in Alex Perez, then comes back and fights uh, Dustin Ortiz, gets another victory over him. But, you know, I think he knew that this is the fight and the type of a performance that he needed to kind of solidify him for a shot at Suhudo, who he holds a victory over as well. So yeah. there's a, already a built-in storyline there. So, you know, Benavidez did his part in terms of, you know, somebody teeing this up for him and he just fucking knocked it out of the park. He couldn't have Incredible. asked for a better performance. Uh, and especially, I think, uh, he'll be uh, rewarded handsomely as well yeah. moving forward from that. The, so, so well, the, the one thing, we both kind of knew or felt that Joey B should win this fight. Stand up, it's not even close. Yeah. Grappling, we thought Joseph Benavidez will be able to keep him off. But he even took it a step further and yeah, won the grappling he, offensively he too. He got into bad positions, but fucking never stopped moving. And, and then just he, kept yeah, and then he ended up winning the I grappling. Know, I, I think he was it second round where he had like half guard control from top for a while or something like it that. It might have even been, been the first round. I I can't completely remember. Yeah, it yeah. was. I, it's like okay, like yeah, we already thought you could win it here. Especially here, giving, here, up, now you give us that. giving up his back and then scrambling. Oh, twice. His scrambling! Is I think it happened twice too. I think fucking uh, insane. Ben Folks was saying on the co-main event podcast, he's just like. Yeah, it's like Joseph Benavides will he will never ever ever fall into a bad position and and like and accept it. He yeah, will yeah, never yeah. accept it. He and will just constantly keep perfect. moving until it works out a little better for him. Perfect description. Like, yeah, it's it, th- that was just incredible. I well, love Benavides too. And I think a lot of people were down on him after the Pettis loss. First of all, a lot of people thought he won that fight. I was actually one of the rare ones who kind of scored it yeah. for Pettis because he got you know, like you know yeah. he got dropped in the first and then second and third he pushed the pace and probably should have maybe could have won yeah um either way i think a lot of people were down on him after that but you got to remember he was coming off a long layoff in going into that fight and he still arguably beat pettis then he came back and looked like vintage joseph benavidez against perez i remember he was like a slight favorite in that fight and i'm like are people fucking forgetting who joseph benavidez is alex perez yeah he finished him twice yeah and then he goes out and uh who did he fight after dustin ortiz oh yeah who was on a streak that was a different dustin ortiz People are underestimating that, too, because Ortiz made huge improvements. I can't remember after what fight. He beat uh, Matthias Nicolau as a heavy, yeah. heavy underdog. He was coming in starching these guys yeah. who were supposed to be better than him, and Benavides still handled him, no problem. Then puts out Formiga like that. It's like, people, they all done forgot. One honorable mention I want to throw out there. I'm surprised I didn't even think about this before we started the podcast, but uh, Lovato Jr., man. Like, he fucking comes in there and gets oh, a victory yeah. over Gegard Musasi. That's actually one of our first segments for a double jab, but I just want to give a quick shout-out to him. Uh, I told you I put money on it, and it was fucking yeah, paid off at plus totally 269, baby. Uh, very wide do, odds. Do you I think no he's, fucking idea. he's well, taking well, some of we'll those supplements? Oh, pfft. Some of that acai. <laughs> Am I wearing a hat that <laughs> yeah. says championships 2019 finals? <laughs> you ever see a 36-year-old that shredded? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. shit on him too much, but we'll, we'll get to him a little bit later in the show. Uh, all right, let's fucking, uh, yeah, so Joseph Benavides, probably the consensus Best performance of the last two weeks. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. All right. Uh, let's move on to UFC 239. We're going to go over the two top fights. Uh, John Jones against Tiago Mahetto oh, Santos yeah. and Holly Holm against Amanda Nunes. Uh, let's start off with the main event. Uh, John Jones against uh, Tiago Santos. Uh, um, eh, cool. <laughs> I guess if we got to get Jones I fights. Yes. I guess if right? Jones wants to keep fighting and defend his title uh, and get those, get those wins in. Let's see, like, actually what's up there. Cool. So, John Jones is fighting Tiago Santos. Santos is coming off of, Where I think, we are what is he? Two, hold on, let, let's, let's, let's just tee this okay, up in terms man, of... Okay, they uh, got... Get, get DC <laughs> out of the rankings, okay? It's not fair to have him we in We know the, he's the, not there anymore. 
Let's see what Thiago Santos put together to get here. So his last loss was against uh, David Branch by knockout. Uh, by knockout. Then he comes back and beats Kevin Holland. Uh, and then he went up to light heavyweight on short notice, beat Eric Anders in the third round, uh, knocked out Jimmy Manoa in probably the fight of the year in 2018. Yep. Uh, and then Jan Blachowicz uh, stops him in the third round in Prague back in February. So he kind of just stumbled into this, if you really think about it. You know, the, the Eric Anders fight, he comes in as a short notice opponent uh, for... I think that was only <laughs> that was only made at light heavyweight because of the fact it was short notice, because they're both middleweights It was supposed to be, uh, I think we went over this before, it was supposed to be Glover Teixeira against Jimmy Manoa. Glover pulls out, Santos comes in to fight Manoa. Okay, Manoa there. pulls out. In comes Eric Anders, so they just go ahead. And Eric Anders was a light uh, middleweight as well, so let's not fucking yeah, forget about that. Yeah, middleweights at the They're time. They're both going up to light heavyweight here. So Santos gets, gets the, the victory fight. there. Then he gets the Manuel fight uh, because Knocks that was up. a fight that everybody already wanted to hear or see when they originally scheduled to fight each other in September. And then he comes back and beats fucking Jan Blachowicz, who's up there in the rankings as well. See, so he just stumbled into a fucking title shot against the greatest that, fighter of all time. That that Yan win though, that was impressive to me. Because it was impressive. He wasn't like you. You see him in the Manuel fight. You're like, okay, he just bull rushed the guy, yeah. and Manuel has a bad chin. But let's see you do that against a John Jones or a high level guy. Blackovich though, he kind of flipped the script. He kind of almost stayed back. Yeah. He didn't rush him or anything. Like he actually he was a little bit more methodical in that. Yeah, fight, it's like sure. okay, so maybe there was a little bit of method to his madness in the Manua fight, where he's like, okay, Manua, this is the right way to beat him. Just, just go right at him. It's probably yeah. the better way to do it. Blackovitz, he stayed back, and it was weird because the fight ending sequence was Blackovitz just rushing him and getting clipped with like a right hook or something. You're like, what the fuck? I thought it would be he's the very opposite. Very blitzy. Of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very, very strange. Wild. But I thought that was like definitely his best win, but. To get a title shot against John Jones, I don't know. Do you... Do, I, I'm not completely mad. I, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, the fact that we yeah, need I to mean, keep John Jones active. We need to also foster the, the the rest of the light heavyweights and try to find a legitimate number one contender. Who, and who, there are some guys. Like, not right now. They're probably a fight or two away. Okay. But we got Dominic Reyes still up there. We got fucking uh, He's the Alexander Rakic and Johnny Walker. Those are the three guys I'm most yeah, excited about. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Those three guys. But, That's it. But outside, anyone in the top five, Thiago Santos is the only guy. Why is Gus still ranked? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Because Jones already ran through Gus. He's already beat DC twice. Reyes needs another fight yep. before he gets a title fight uh, coming off that Vulcan fight. For sure. And I then agree. Smith, he beat. And now so, he's, all he got is Tiago. That's why I completely understand this Tiago yeah, Santos booking. because I'm not mad at the booking, but yeah. it's still it's not going to really Timing get Timing-wise, it just fucking worked out for Tiago. Yeah. He's, he kind of just won this lottery in a sense. I'm sure he's going to get Smith paid. Anthony Smith and him, eh? Both middle-of-the-pack middleweights. They just go up for like two, three fights at light heavyweight. And hey, they're Jones. like top five guys. Yeah. yeah, getting title fights against Jones. That just shows you. like like I guess light heavyweight is on a bit of a resurgence with Reyes, Rakic, and Walker. Rockhold's coming in. I'm excited uh, to see Rockhold. Rockhold. Exactly. That's one thing, that's another fight, even though it wasn't like, kind of teed up, but that's a fight I want to touch on because uh, Rockhold's talking about just stepping into a title fight after he beats Blakovich here. If he runs through him, I'm okay with it. Who else are you going to fucking do? Who yeah, else are you right. going to fuck? I think Jones wants to fight again before the year's out. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could see. I definitely think that Rockhold's going to have a somewhat of an easy time with Jan Blachowicz. Okay, here's the thing with Rockhold. I know people love to hate him. He's cocky and whatnot. I actually he's like Rockhold. I like him. I he's love not, the guy. He's not the smartest dude. Yeah, and sometimes man. he stumbles. I love on his it. shenanigans he's with Brian Cowan. He seems like a nice hilarious. guy, though, and I like him, right? Yeah. I, from what I've seen. Um, the Romero fight. Yes, he got knocked the fuck out, but 
do people not remember how good his boxing left uh, looked before that? He was jabbing Romero, sticking and moving. I was like, dude, Rockhold's hands look fucking great. He keeps making that same goddamn mistake where when people rush in, he wants He's to left plant and hit him with that check right hook with his chin exposed. Outside of those mistakes, he hasn't really lost to anybody. He's been beating yeah. everybody. He already beat Bisbing before that knockout happened. He was cocky, whatever. And the Romero fight, he was winning that Romero fight handily until Romero landed that bomb. Yep. Rockhold is a motherfucker. And He's I think people a- forgot how good he is. So at middleweight, I'm hope sorry, at light heavyweight, I'm hoping without the weight cut, his chin can hold up and we see like a new revamp. The thing with this Crazy Jan fight version. though, I don't think that Jan's much of a KO threat, one punch no. knockout threat, right? Like he went up full three rounds with Jimmy Jimmy Manuel, I think twice. But you know, maybe the first fight Manuel's chin is wasn't as bad as it was the second time. They fought. He had issues Manu trying was, to put fucking... Manu was diminishing in that... It was already sure. diminished in that second yeah. fight, 100%. So, like, yeah, you know, there's that, but obviously, like, other fights, too. Like, he... You know, we know he's not a one-punch KO type of guy. Yep. I think if he's going to have any success, it'll be in the grappling, but I don't even think that he'll have that much success there, either. I think Rockhold's jiu-jitsu and top game is fucking unparalleled. Remember what I he did remember. to David Branch? And David Branch is a high-level fucking BJJ black belt. Yeah, no and one fucks with fucking Rockhold him. on the ground. And Rockhold's a huge guy. He's gonna be massive at two o five. And not cutting weight. Apparently, not. he walks around of like what two? I think before he was like two o five, two ten. He's probably gonna be two fifteen, two twenty, like a legit light heavyweight. And he's ripped too. Yeah, he's not carrying around fat anywhere. Yeah, I think just people just forgot about. He's another, gonna fit there perfectly. Another name that we forgot to mention is Weidman's at light heavyweight now. He's officially announced uh, yeah. his next fight. I, I, you know what? I don't know how to really feel about him until we actually see him there. He it's kind of like Rockhold. We're seeing him this weekend, so that's great. But he, we don't know who he's going to get lined yeah, up against. We don't know been, who's going to fight. He's been facing fucking murderers and is yeah. one in four. Lost all of his yeah. fights by finish. Yeah. We need to just get this guy a nice, easy, winnable <laughs> fight to ease him into light heavyweight. Don't give him anyone too high ranked. I would say someone like a a Volcan or a Corey Anderson or some shit. That's I think Uzumir cool. is lined up against Latifi. Uh, Give him the yeah, winner of that. Corey Anderson. But I think... They, I think Corey, Corey Anderson needs... Honestly, they should be fucking doing Dominic Reyes versus Corey Anderson. Oh, but it seems like Dominic Reyes is holding it up, whether it's his management or what, a money thing. I don't know. Corey definitely wants to fight, keeps calling him out. But maybe Dominic Reyes, you know, it's all strategic. It's, they don't want to fight down, it's right? It's such a spit in the face of Corey Anderson to be ra- ranked... Uh, Number below eight. Dominic uh, Reyes for sure too. That is pretty ridiculous. Especially I mean, the other guys too. Anthony Smith, Thiago Santos, like Corey Anderson has been kind of doing his thing, right? Well, like, the thing is, he's never gotten that big win, but that's Glover's also because he doesn't one, get the fight. Yeah. He's not getting the fights. Yeah. yeah Anthony true. Smith kind of came in and he got the big fights. Yeah. Or the, the well, he got two two good names and legends, and then he. So so let's zero back in on our on our main event though. Uh, John Jones against Thiago Santos. How do you see it going down? Mm. How do you think John Jones? I, I think it's that's the real question. <laughs> I think it's John Jones keeping Tiago on the outside, picking him apart. Santos can't close the range, and uh, that either keeps going on for a while, or eventually Jones just gets him down and ground and pounds him. I think if it hits the ground, Tiago Santos is fucked. He's got about a minute. <laughs> He's fucked. He's got maybe a minute, <laughs> guys. Left. Yeah. It's it's over. Yeah. Just like throw if, the towel. At if that he point. gets taken down before like a minute left in any of the rounds, especially after like the third round. It's it's just throwing the towel. Yeah, it's, it's over. I, I broke it down in the podcast I did yesterday, but 
I feel like he's going to get Thiago down pretty easily. I think so, I too. think that, you know, he can choose from there whether he wants to, like, go ape shit right away or if he just wants to be a little bit more methodical on the ground, chip away at Thiago Santos, and then in the second round, he'll find either a choke or some sort of a finish. But I think he really wants to go out there and make a fucking statement, man. Like I think ground and pound. The, especially the Anthony Smith fight. Like, that was kind of... He won that fight handedly, but it was kind of underwhelming considering what we were thinking. Yeah. Uh, and Smith the is tough, man. Were, Smith can tough. take it. He just and doesn't get put out very easily. One thing in Thiago Santos' fights that are almost pretty much guaranteed is it's not going the distance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no. look at this. When, he went to a dis- mean, you, decision against Kevin Holland, at, but that was a weird fight. Yeah, he's got to knock out Jones. Uh, stand up overall, he's he's not. He's got the power edge. Yeah. That's about it. Well, yeah. Jones has the weapon edge. Jones is the far better grappler, far better in the clinch. He's got yeah. probably better cardio, way better wrestling. Have you seen those scare nothing, off against each other? There's nothing redeeming. Have you seen them square off against each other? Did well, I think someone said like Tiago actually looks pretty big, fucking big? I don't think so. No, is the opposite? <laughs> is it the opposite? Okay, maybe I heard wrong. Okay, <laughs> like he looks pretty small. Like yeah, that Jones kinda, looks fucking like yeah. Jones looks him. Jones looks significantly bigger. Look at his head compared to his. Holy fuck! How fucking nuts is that? Yeah, I don't. This this is like. Jones is just gonna like this. Yeah. Thiago knows what's good, man. You got one or two rounds yeah. to blow your fucking gas tank and try and, and finish this guy. Most. One and a half. Because no most. one gives a fuck if you lose. Nothing. Nothing. You don't. You don't take a step back. You just stay yeah. where you are. And if you win, you're skyrocketed. So I kind of like one of the headlines I saw was saying that he wants to go back down to uh, middleweight. And uh, fuck, who do you want to? He had somebody that he wanted to challenge. No, he shouldn't. Who. He gets he gets knocked out easily. It seems at middleweight. These guys getting knocked out easily at middleweight, like Rockhold and Santos. Yeah, like just stay at light heavyweight. I think your chin's compromised. Uh, let's move on to our co-main event then. Amanda Nunes against Holly Holm. Holly Holm's going off at like a three to one underdog. Do you think that's uh, justified and warranted here? Hell no, because yeah. stylistically, this is a hard fucking fight for Amanda Nunes. It, it kind of is, depending on how she approaches it, though. Fair enough. In my opinion. Like, People are, oh, look, yeah, crazy impressive she beat Cyborg, but let's not pretend Cyborg wasn't fighting like a fucking idiot. idiot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, oh, you want to hit me? I'm just going to charge you with my chin up, yeah. throwing Vanderlei Silva hooks. If you look at when Amanda, when Amanda finished Cyborg, yeah. All she kept throwing was overhand rights that weren't missing. Like she would, she rocked her with an overhand right. Separates. Yeah. They're just, they're waiting, just standing waiting. in front of each other. Overhand right, no setup. Lands again. Yeah. Rocks her again. Separates. Overhand right again. No setup. Just <laughs> drops her. I'm like, she's just throwing overhand rights because yeah. Cyborg's so fucked up already, and they're just all landing right. So it it wasn't as impressive as people make it out to be. Although like deading Cyborg, of course. It's still, Fucking super. She was impressive. still a sizable underdog in that. Yeah, fight, but so. stylistically, home is not going to charge you like that. Yep. Home is more of a point fighter, laid back. She does Amanda's going to have boring to. Fight. Amanda's going to have to be the aggressor, and when you are the aggressor, home is very crafty and tricky, and she can counter you and hurt you. Even though she's not generally like a power striker, at any time she can throw up a fucking head kick or a nice straight left and clip you or hurt you a bit. So this fight, I think, is harder than. People are expecting like uh, like plus three hundred for home. Yeah. No, I, I would say Amanda is what minus four hundred. She probably shouldn't be more than like a minus two hundred, minus two fifty. But with that being said, I still think she's going to win. Like I still think she's going to pressure her, her. I think her stalkerish style of like just you know stalking her opponent. Yeah, is going to be a little bit too much for Holly here. Yeah, she is good. She's a good counter striker. She's a good counter fighter. But I truly believe that Nunes just has the 
the veracity behind those strikes yep. to make yep. it more difficult for Holly Holm to, you know, let off good enough strikes yes. to, to... And you got to believe when Nunez lands, they'll be, she'll be landing the harder shots. Yeah. So it, it might actually be... Plus 300 is whack. It is, right? Plus 300 is whack. 100%. Like uh, I would rather say Holly Holm... Plus maybe plus two twenty, plus two hundred ish. Plus two hundred, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch the thing that I need to watch again, like before I even make a final pick or play on this, is Nunes against Shevchenko. I, I, for the life of me, for some reason, I cannot rem- remember their last fight, like even to a T, so or Yo, even a little bit. So four one Shevchenko. Okay, uh, I'll come say. back to you next episode. I'll come back four to you. Four one. Like, hey, <laughs> this is where I thought. Uh, but I want to see that how she ended up winning that fight, or how most people saw her winning that fight, and how she w- would be able to implement some sort of similar game plan against Holly Holm because Valentina Shevchenko is a great striker as well herself. Here's the thing, though, Valentina's probably is the better counter striker than Holly Holm. Okay. So if if you know it was a close fight with Shevchenko, fine, yeah. but she'd probably have an easier time with the home. I think it it's probably going to resemble kind of like the cyborg home fight. With home kind of constantly like circling, okay. but then and, just succumbing but, to the power. But yeah, getting hit yeah. with the stronger strikes, so losing a clear cut decision, but yeah. not really getting killed. I could see, I could see Amanda Nunes actually getting a finish of like the second or third round. I could, and she just really? has think, uh, home is tough as fuck. To she finish. is tough as fuck, but I think that have Nunes you might just a little aside? Yeah. Have you seen the, um, that boxing match that home had where she got knocked out? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy that fuck. That was bad. That was one of the she worst was stumbling all over yeah. the place, drunk for like That's two minutes, horrible. constantly eating shots, and she wasn't going out. She was still never put out. out. Yeah. Like, she can That was take a horrible it. beating, though. That was really fucking bad. That was really, really, <laughs> that really That was hard bad. to watch, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I definitely think the odds are, are not correct, but I do think Nunes will probably overall get it done. I don't think we'll see it hit the ground really at all. I think it's just going to be Nunes kind of stalking home and keeping her against the cage and home trying to circle out and landing counter strikes. Yeah. And Nunes lands the better strikes. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Nunes might even hang it up after this fight. Uh, um, Nunes is not saying that though. Nunes no. wants a cyborg rematch. That's what's that's what Nunes is talking about. She's like, I I really think we got to do that fight again. This and that. So hopefully they do that who as long else, as Cyborg wins like, and, like, and resigns. There really is nobody out else at Bantamweight. No, 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 no. Ket- Ketlin Vieira, I guess, but like nobody's she interested. She hasn't fought in, that. in a while. She needs to fucking restate. Nunes's name now is just too high up at this point yeah. that she, it's. I personally think maybe after the second cyborg fight, if she does it again, that's it. I'm out. Like, I, I what else do I got to do? I beat up. I beat up all the Golden Girls: Misha yeah. Tate, Ronda Rousey. I do want to give Aspen. You know, Aspen Lab. We're going to talk about her a little bit later uh, in the show. But I, I want to give. I just want to give her a try. You know, who did she, who, hold on. Who she, did who did Lat fight fight last again? She fucking murked uh, Tony Evinger. Did uh, she? No, that she fought after that. And she looked very unimpressive. Did she fight? Out I remember the the next fight after that. Or I, I think it was uh, no, it wasn't Sajara Eubanks. She didn't look that great. It was Sajara. Sajara Eubanks. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. She got. She was getting hit up a bit. Like it was a kind of like a closer fight. Again. So you know, if you're if you're having close fights against Sajara, I want to see how she does against uh, Jermaine Durandamy. Like she should be able to Durandamy. get down. Durandamy. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't mind giving her a little bit of. You know, if she goes out there and has an impressive performance against GDR, maybe she could, you know, maybe stake well, some I sort mean, of claim. But I think she would th- still get murdered. That is yeah. number one. So if I she know. wins, you should give her a title shot. But, yeah, I think uh, after home, if Nunez wins, let the bantamweight division kind of play itself out. Yeah. You don't need to defend anything. You have plenty of time to step out and go take a featherweight fight with Cyborg. I don't like the fact that Nunez isn't even entertaining a third fight with Shevchenko because I think a lot of fans would really want to see that. And a lot of people are saying that Shevchenko won a second fight. So hopefully there's enough 
rumbling of that, and we man, and I thought it was that clear one. that Shevchenko yeah. won. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I remember when the decision was announced. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, ah, whatever. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about two thirty? Oh, uh, yeah, we touched on touched on Luke Rock- Rockhold already a little bit. You know, gets a victory here, you should go right into a title shot. I completely agree yep. with that. Uh, let's just look at two thirty nine though, real quick. Is I'll save. I'll save my thoughts on that third fight. For, for another segment. Okay, okay. Um, we already uh, talked Sanchez about Rock. Yes, uh, Dude. Okay. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah, I get it. What I get in it. the fuck? And it's at welterweight. Yeah, why are you fighting at 170, Diego? First of all, why are you fighting? I, I, you Second of all, why I, are you fighting yeah. at 170? I don't mind him fighting at 170. I don't mind that. No, he's too small. And now, well, okay, here's the thing. At least Kiesa's probably not going to put him out. But yeah. you know what? Then again, Diego Sanchez got knocked out by Joel Lozon, okay? <laughs> Michael Kiesa could actually get a knockout in this yeah. fight. Here's the problem here, though. Diego is probably, I guess he's probably the better cardio guy and scrambler, but g- overall grappling, Kiesa might even have him beat there. This is just, I don't, I don't see, know. I, I think, I uh, think with his cardio and scrambling, he could wear out yeah. Kiesa and start to get the better positions. Fair enough, but. I, Man, I can see. I, get, I can't trust welterweight. Kiesa's like minus three forty favor as well. So yeah, I can't that's, really, that's too much. That's I a little crazy. I, you know I can't what? Trust him at that. I'm kind of thinking at plus two forty, Diego <laughs> might actually be a decent bet. <laughs> like if Kiesa keeps it standing, he'll yeah. probably win, even though he doesn't have the greatest stand up. Because yeah. Diego doesn't have good stand up. Yeah. He just gets hit a lot. But if this is a grapple fest, I wouldn't. If he tries to grapple Diego and Diego keeps scrambling and and out cardios him, I can't believe you're actually talking about this. Diego loses on the feet. If yeah. you don't grapple, yeah. he's probably going to lose. I think he's going to make it a grappling matchup. But, though. man, if you engage grappling, yeah. he's a motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, okay, Kies is tough to trust. Gilbert uh, Melendez. Gilbert Melendez talking about fucking old schoolers. Uh, Yo, <laughs> Diego Sanchez and Gilbert Melendez fighting on the same card. Last win for Gilbert Melendez was Diego, Diego Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> How crazy is that? Dude. He came off a long layoff, got Jeremy Stevens, which is a tough fight. Yeah. Leg chewed up, destroyed. Yeah. What? You're like 40. I know. What he's are you 30, doing? So he's 37. Okay, what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? Maybe, maybe, maybe just because he's got fights left on his UFC contract, he's like, I'll just honor and get paid. Because if he loses this, he's 100% cut. Yeah, I think he's still getting a good chunk of money, though. Let's God, see what his the payoff was only, for his last fight. His only win since coming over from Strikeforce is Diego Sanchez. Even though a lot of people felt that he beat Benson. Yeah, unfortunate for him. Uh, he was really highly touted too when he was coming to the UFC. Yeah, people forget though fight. that Josh Thompson fight before he got in the UFC, he won by split decision. A lot of people thought it was a bad decision. Yeah. I thought it was good. They don't do payouts on Wikipedia anymore. That's fucking weird. Oh, they actually do payouts? Like they would show the payouts of each fighter. Oh, that's but I guess not anymore. Uh, okay, well, yeah. 239, anything else? Uh, um, Claudia Godella hopefully getting back on track against Ronda Marcos. Man, she's got to look really fucking yeah. impressive I think she if she wants Marcos. to stay at the top. I think she finishes You think Marcos. so? I mean, stylistically, yeah. you can't lose this fight, so be impressive. I think it's going to eventually get to the grappling realm, and that's where she's going to stay. The only way Claudia loses is cardio. Yeah. But in a three-round fight, really too much of a in a three-round fight, Claudia generally has enough cardio two for two rounds. She she's probably be. the better striker. She's the yeah. better grappler. The, she's stronger. It's just the yeah. cardio. That's it. That's the only uh, thing she loses. Alejandro Perez against Yudong Song. No I fucking, fucking love Yudong Song. You, okay. you don't know about Yudong Song. You'll know I about know Yudong this song. name. <laughs> Yudong Song. Yudong. Yeah, your boy Yudong. Uh, Edmund Shabazian, a good prospect coming up. Yeah, Ishmael, Shabazian. I remember him. Ishmael yeah. Nardiev. Uh, he's the guy that beat uh, Michelle Prezeres, if you remember that. He snapped Michelle Preserves' win streak. Interesting. Okay, He's that Australian Wonderboy, so that's... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. When Preserves was like a minus 450. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
and Julia Avila, uh, a girl, uh, Raging Panda is her nickname. She has wins over Nico Montano and Marion Renault. Oh, yeah. Well, those She's are... like six and one. Her only loss is uh, in Invicta. I think it was a hand injury. Forty-seven seconds into the fight. Oh fuck! So Wh- which one? The the, the Julia pan- Avila. Oh, Avila. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So she's making her debut finally. All right. Uh, she's fighting Penny Kianza, who fucking sucks. So it should be an easy one for her. L- let's just say this off the bat. So <laughs> the I actually like Marcos Gadelia, and then yeah. Melendez Allen is kind of a fun fight, but that main card is crazy. Good. Oh, I love that. I love that, that main card. Yeah, the rest of the fights card. are okay, but that that is a nice main card yeah. right there. All right, let's Looking fucking let, let's move on. Yeah, two thirty nine is gonna be great. Can't wait to do that. But let's move on to the double jab, and we're gonna bring in my boy. Big Rob, what's going on? Hey. Yo, 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 yo. He's getting really fucking good with these names, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. But, you know, knowing from last week, he's probably going to stumble on that first one. Uh-oh. I, I wish I could, again, I wish I could show you guys how I phonetically put Yeah, I was going to say, you got to put up these. I, I look forward to the days when we sit down oh. here and I get Tony's reaction to how I fucking phonetically put these out for my boy. To get him from, yeah. Oh my we god. You gotta send a screenshot or something. Exactly. I'll yeah. fucking post it up with the episode. Or or maybe on a Twitter or something. Yeah. Every time you mention a fighter on Twitter, you should just spell it the way you spell it. <laughs> that should be how it is. Uh, maybe I'll do Musasi that way too. So. Yeah. All That's right. the best word. All right, Rob. Let's, let's fucking go. We got. <laughs> okay, guys. So for the double jab, uh, number one, uh, Musasi lost his middleweight title at Bellator 223 to Lovato Jr., upset him via decision. Will Musasi bounce back from this, and what type of champion do you think Lovato will be? All right, Tony, let's go. Okay, um, bounce back from this? I mean, Musasi just takes so many fights. He's had losses where he kind of looks listless um, before. He didn't get blown out. He got outgrappled for three rounds. Um uh, he he just seems to lack that urgency. He's got all the skills in the world, but sometimes That's he just kind of always been. Loose. Yeah, he just kind of like like it feels like maybe if he pushed a little harder, like he could get out of certain positions. But he's just focusing on defending. Always looks relaxed and stuff. I I I don't see why he can't bounce back. I mean, he's still Gegard Musasi. He's not old. He didn't look old or anything in the fight. He just got out grappled by a top level grappler. I think he gets one solid win in at middleweight, and he's right back in a title fight. And he probably has a really good chance to beat Lovato Jr. the second time after already experiencing him and having a close fight already. Some people actually scored that fight a draw because apparently Gegard got a fourth round 10-8. I, I would agree with the 10-8 in yeah? that fourth round, yeah. Interesting, okay, so... He beat the fuck out of Lovato. Yeah, he, that was when he had yeah. him on the ground. Yeah, he was above him. Yeah, he was being... I, I was very scared that Lovato wasn't going to come back from that. Okay, interesting. And then he won the fifth round. That is pretty impressive. But, yeah, I, I, I totally think Musasi can come back, and I don't really look at this as, like, he's diminished that much. Okay. Um, in terms with me, I think that you, you got to really look at that middleweight division, though, and see what is, what's there for Musasi. Um, I think another fight with uh, Rafael Carvalho, which is, I think he's coming up to fight Chidi Anja Kwani. Uh, I think that's a good fight, you know, if he gets the winner of that. Uh, and I wouldn't even be mad at a fucking rematch if they wanted to do it in an immediate rematch. You know, it's tough where you get a guy like who has a stature and the and the presence of a guy like Gegard Musasi. And again, he does have a claim to a possible draw, especially with that ten eight of uh, fourth round. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. With Lovato, I think that you're going to get a guy that's kind of like a Damian Maya, and 
he might just be able to pull out these fucking victories if he's not able to get a submission that he's just going to be able to control guys. His ability to fucking win that fifth round is still mystifying to me. I don't know how I'm, the fuck he did that. Going like, into the fifth, I was like, Musashi's got into this in the, the bag. fourth, I was like, even he's before got he got that shit kicking yeah, in that okay. fourth round, even before that, I'm like, fuck, he's screwed. Yeah. Like, third, third round, he looked really bad. Like, yeah. near the end of the third round, he looked kind of bad, but he still pulled off that fifth round. Uh, I think we'll get the immediate rematch, and I think that uh, Lovato takes it once again. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I would actually favor Musasi in the rematch. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, well, what's next, Rob? What do we got? Okay, guys. So the second one here is uh, Korean Zombie rose once again when he made a quick work of Moicano. What stands between him and earning his second title shot? Uh, so I was very surprised that Korean Zombie was able to get the victory over Hanato Moicano. That, I had a little bit of money on Moicano. So right kinda... before the fight started, probably like an hour left or something, I was like, man, I really think he's going to fucking uh, win. Like it was like nothing I could logically explain. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, yo, he, he, you always think he's stylistically beat, but then he gets it done. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that he did get the victory though because I think he does warrant another shot at the title like maybe not immediately because we got fucking Alexander Volkanovsky winning in the wing still we got Holloway against Edgar coming up so he's still probably a I'd say maybe a max a fight away from uh, a t like an actual title fight like I think we so we definitely have to get uh, Alexander Volkanovsky his title shot we 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 can all agree on that um, but after that he still has uh, Brian Ortega. Uh, Zabib Magomed Sherpov's ha hanging around up there too so and Jose Aldo's always up there too so I wouldn't even mind seeing a fucking Korean Zombie and Jose Aldo rematch uh, if most of us remember if, if we could especially do it in five rounds I think that would be even better for Korean Zombie but if you remember that that loss to Jose Aldo came from a, a shoulder injury you know, Nasty. fourth and fifth round is really what we were looking forward to with Korean Zombie and Jose Aldo. Uh, so maybe if we can run that back once again, uh, we could, uh, you know, and if Korean get, Zombie gets a W there, I think you can, you can't pass him up for a title shot. Tony? Uh, I, I think he's at least one, maybe two fights away. I mean, he, he is, he was winning the Yair fight all the way up to the last second when he got deaded, but that is still a loss on his record. So he's only coming off one good win here. Um, I, I, the, the, the thing is, I realistically don't think they're going, he's going to need more than one win because he's such a fan favorite and the UFC loves pushing this guy. Yep. They're going to give him probably a good fight. Man, Korean Zombie against I think Zabit. Aldo. Could you imagine? I, well, I think Zabito? they're going to do Ortega's a beat, but that would... That's still not confirmed, which is kind of shit. That would be a motherfucker of a fight How for crazy Zabit. Because you know Chance Young Young's not going to go away nope. unless you put him out. Yep. Give me I, five I, rounds of that shit. I like what you suggested, though. I feel like this is the time yep. to get his uh, win back over Aldo. Yep. And if he's going to do it, now's the time. And it moves him up in the rankings, gets Aldo a good rebound fight. It, it makes all the sense in the world for both parties involved. So I see that being next, and... I think I, realistically, I think he should have at least two more fights before he gets a title fight. But I, I, I could see it just one more. Cool. What do we got? All right, guys. Uh, next, we got a pretty significant welterweight headliner was announced as Colby Covington faces <laughs> off against Robbie Lawler in August. What do you make of this matchup? Uh, WTF. <laughs> like what the fuck are we doing here? That's this a good made, reaction. I remember when you told me, I'm like, yeah. wait, what the fuck, Lawler? So wait, number one slash should be interim champion is gonna fight number ten, who's coming off a loss. 
And yeah, I know there's an asterisk beside that loss. I kind of, I still consider it a loss. Okay, I, th- I think, yeah. he, I think he Lost was out. Yeah, I think he went out. I think Askren let let go a bit as Herb came in and Lawler came back and gave the thumbs up. It was stopped at the wrong time, but I still think that bulldog choke was in and it was over regardless. But man, I, I know the UFC loves him, but this 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 matchup just makes. I mean, okay. In terms of who's available for Colby outside of Kamaru, I kind of get why the matchup was made. But other than that, this makes absolutely no fucking sense at all. Rankings-wise, for um, what Colby has to gain, it just, I don't know, it, it, it's perplexing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> why? I mean, if anything, it would have been better to pull Ben Askren or Darren Till out of one of their fights and fight up to Colby. Like, that would have made more sense. I I remember telling you about this and just getting the same reaction that you just fucking gave us. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up going through one to nine and seeing that all these guys were actually yeah. booked or hurt or something. So it kind of does make sense if Colby wants to get a fight in that Robbie Lawler is probably the next person in line that they should actually get. Uh, but also... Pettis uh, would have made more sense. He's eight and coming yeah, off a win. he's fighting Nate Diaz. Do you think Nate, he wants uh, to that's right. Nate Diaz Yeah, fight? that's right. It's the money fights. Uh my my thought though is um, remember what happened the last time Colby Covington wanted to uh, not accept a fight. Kamaru Usman got a title shot. Yeah, that's right. So I think that he's kind of just learning from his past mistakes, or you know what he may consider a mistake, <laughs> and passing up on fights when you know he was completely healthy to, and then when he's not healthy, you know, uh, or when the UFC actually wants to call upon him and he's not healthy, they'll just look over him and shit, right? So. Maybe he needs to get paid, for all we know. Probably needs to get paid. He hasn't fought since May of last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? He RDA. fought RDA. Yep. Yeah, May of, uh, I think it was UFC 228 or some shit like that. But uh, I understand it because he wants to stay active. And I understand why it has to be Robbie Lawler, considering what the rest of the welterweights look like. So if Kobe needs to fight, yeah, uh, I get it. Fair enough. It's cool. Big fight for Lawler. This is Absolutely. huge. Yeah, if he gets the W here, he's definitely right back yep. up there. All right, uh, Rob, what's next? All right, guys, so on top of the matchup we just spoke about, three more somewhat significant fights were announced. Joanna versus Watterson, Glover versus Krilvov, and Perry versus Luke. Speak about one of them and why you think it's uh, significant. Uh, I'm going to go with the Joanna Watterson fight. I think that's a great fucking fight in terms of matchmaking. Uh, it should be an entertaining fight. However, I expect it to be kind of one-sided. I think that Ioana is really going to shine here. I think it's the type of fight that she needs, though, to get herself back into that like top one-two discussion. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that she was deserving of a title shot uh, right away. Um, even though she has that victory over Jessica Andrade, uh, I think the uh, Wally Zhang, you know, e- even though it's a little bit out of left field, uh, I like that matchup with uh, Jessica Andrade strictly because of, you know, them going into the China market, uh, especially with the Performance in- Institute being opened up over there now, too. They need a big, whole pro- high profile fight like this. And uh, Wally Zhang's fucking. She's big. She's, she's, she's good. Big dude. She's good. She's 19 and 0 or 19 and 1 or something like that. Yep. Uh, and she's only lost, uh, her loss was way back early into her career but she beat Tisha Torres pretty convincingly in her last fight and we know Tisha Torres is a, a staple in the top seven top ten-ish of the division as well so it might have been a little bit of an early title shot for her uh, in most people's eyes but I think that it was very well deserved for her and Joanna you know if she gets this victory over Watterson she's right back in discussions to uh, to fight for the title especially if Andrade wins uh, you got a good story there yeah I like this fight too um, Watterson was going on her little mom champ campaign it was cute but fuck it was that. also delusional as fuck, fuck. like who the hell have yeah. you beat 
beaten so impressively yeah. to get a title shot when you're ranked number seven. Yeah. That was one time where when Dana, they asked Dana about it, I kind of agree with him. He's like, no, she's ranked seven. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I was like, yes, thank you. Come on. That's the right reaction there. Um, you want to keep campaigning for a title shot? Okay, here's your chance. Go beat the former champion, Joanna, because if, if you get a good win over her, then no one's going to complain if you get a title fight. So I think this is good matchmaking. It's a good way for Joanna to get back in, not get a super tough fight, a very winnable fight, get a win in the strawweight division again, get and um, you know be one or two fights away from a title shot. And Watterson, it's finally her her toughest test to actually get break into the top five and be title yeah. contention worthy. So yeah, that's definitely a good matchmaking in my opinion. I like that. Um, real quick, uh, Perry and Luke though that the, the, that's gonna be a fun fight. That's going to be some, some fire. That's going to be a I'm fun fight. fight. Yeah, I'm I just so saw that. I'm like, Jesus, matchup-wise, that's Whole headline really fun. Uruguay card was just fucking sick. Let's I'm be really real. Luque should that. win it, and Luque should probably be getting a, a, a bigger fight, being on a six or seven fight win streak. But just for fun, it's fucking awesome. I'm not complaining. Something I just want to point out, though. Wally Zhang dropped a spot dropped and six. Claudia Godella went yeah, up they just, when nobody Godella fought. hasn't done anything since she fought fucking Ina Azeroff. No, no, no one. When the fight was announced, Wiley was five and Claudia, Claudia was six and they just Why would you even switch it, especially with Wiley getting a title shot? I guess week to fucking week when the media stupid. changes their rankings for whatever fucking reason, it, it, it no affects sense. these rankings. But it, it, I mean, if, if so both dumb. if both have been inactive, there should be no changing happening. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got one more left. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, so number five. All of a sudden, the lower weight classes have interest generated for themselves. How would you like to see the Suhudo Ben? <laughs> I'm, I got this, guys. It's I got pressure. this. <laughs> it's the pressure. Benavidez and Sterling situation workout. You did it, Big Rob. <laughs> Thank All right. you. Thank you. All right. So um, I would personally like to see Suhudo defend his flyweight title against Joseph Benavidez next. Um there's no one left at flyweight for Cejudo. It's a chance to avenge a loss. Benavidez is looking like a monster. Resume-wise, everything lines up. That fight should happen. There's not even a clear-cut contender at bantamweight outside of Aljamain Sterling, and he's also gone on record as saying that he's <laughs> yeah. cool with Benavidez getting the first shot. And I think out of those two, Benavidez deserves it more. So, my opinion, got to do Cejudo Benavidez, and either Sterling waits, or maybe you do him and Yan or something for an interim title or uh, depending on how long Cejudo will be out or, or, you know, just to keep Sterling busy. But yeah, hundred percent Cejudo should fight Benavidez. That's how I want to see it work out. Um, I think like I, if I was Sterling, I would sit out, but the problem is that you might be sitting out a while because uh, Cejudo's injured. And then if he comes back and fights Benavidez, when's he going to be free to fight a bantamweight again? Probably next summer. It's going to be a while. So I think, that, I think that Algernon Sterling is going to have to wait at yeah. least until a year? Probably International Fight Week of next year. Yeah, July. That yeah, makes sense. At at best, that's considering Suhudo comes out unscathed against Benavides, which is you know kind of I would say unlikely due to the fact that you're going to get a fucking war with Benavides, especially be with how fight. he's been looking. Right. I th I think that uh, Benavides is going to. I agree with you. I think Benavides deserves the next shot. So we should hopefully get them at the beginning of the year next year, uh, and then Sterling gets a shot afterwards. But uh, I think that. Oh, fuck, man. Suhudo just looks so good. 
I, but I want to see Benavides get that strap. I, I don't know what it is. I want to see him win that flyweight title. And I think that's the only true way that they would save 125 as well is if Benavides wins because Suhudo's is already holding that title at 135. So he can just stick around and just fucking keep fighting there. And he would still probably be top five regardless, top three even. So even if he left flyweight for for good, he will be fine over at 135. So uh, it's tough for me to see Joseph Benavides actually getting the victory here. Uh, but, you know, he does have the, the mental advantage, if you want to call it that, coming into this fight, especially having that victory over him. Yeah, and for for Suhudo, the Benavides fight, that's that's all you have left at flyweight. Like, after that, you can detach yeah. from that division and yeah. just go full-time into bantamweight. Yeah. You have literally nothing left to do in yeah. that division after dethroning Mighty Mouse, uh, aside from avenging your only other Yo, loss. That's it. Rogerio Bontorin, though. What about that? I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? When did he even fight? <laughs> he he beat a he beat a fucking Russian f- uh, flyweight who uh, bleh, who got cut after that. I can't remember his name though. Yeah, he fought a guy who got cut in your ranking yeah, six. Yeah, I know, I know. Big underdog came in and beat him. So. Oh. All right. Uh, thanks, Big Rob. Appreciate it as always. No problem, guys. You keep glitch warm over there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into uh, our last major topic of the event or of the, of the podcast, I'm saying, uh, for UFC Sacramento. We're going to just jump into this a little bit. Uh, me and Tony were going over it a little bit before we uh, before we started off the podcast, and uh, he mentioned one specific word. Salty. Yes. This card is My man is salty about salty. this card. Um, it's it's headlined by a, somewhat of a significant bantamweight fight. If you really want to rank go there, ranking rankings wise, it's a bit of a significant Name fight. Wise, eh? Jermaine Duranami against Aspen Ladd. Aspen Ladd's coming off a victory over Sajar Eubanks. She's also dummied Tanya Avenger the fight before that as well. So that was relatively impressive and really kind of put her on the map. And a lot of people are looking forward to her. And you know, I I guess rankings wise, she she does deserve to be in the uh, the main event slot here. But we had a segment on the double jab uh, a couple episodes ago about the worst uh, headline. Uh, in UFC history and uh, I think this actually takes the cake now um, I think it takes the cake I think it takes the cake over Lobov and Swanson strictly because Swanson <laughs> Swanson is a name so is Lobov because of the Connor affiliation that's, that's so, another thing right there too yeah so like, I would say this is worse than that don't you 100%. remember Jermaine Duranami she's the girl that beat Holly Holm and no? Punched her after the Punched bell, after the bell twice. And, a, and a lot of people still thought home won the fight. She and won then, the first. She was the first ever one forty five champion, and, and then, then ran away. Dropped the belt, so Cyborg could eventually take it. Uh, so you know it's hard to sell these guys. So it's or these girls, I should say, these women. Uh, so it's kind of hard to see why they're at fucking the headlining act. You can fucking uh, headline what Uriah Faber against Ricky Simone uh, and probably do a little bit better just because you have Faber Name-wise. coming back from reti- retirement uh, and also headlining in his home uh, home city as well, I That's believe. That's a tough fight hometown. for him, though, eh? They're like, hey, yo, you want to come back? We're going to use you to build this dude. Uh, We'll get right to that, but the GDR and Aspen Ladd fight, who do you think wins that fight? Because odds-wise, this fight's out of pick-em right now. Um, I think, honestly, I think GDR easily wins. You think she keeps her on the feet? The way Aspen Ladd's striking looked against Eubanks, um, it's way too quick of a turnaround for you to come back and fight someone at the striking level of GDR. Like, okay, you, we can hate on GDR. She ran away from Cyborg. She had those cheap shots. She probably shouldn't have even won. She's annoyed, pissed off a lot of people. But fact is, she won a stand-up fight against Holly Holm. Yep. Her stand-up is super fucking impressive. Her downfall has always been more of her, um, her, her grappling, and I think she kind of gives up when it gets bad for her in the grappling a bit. Like, she seems to have a bit of that quit in her. I mean, if she gets taken down, fine, but I just 
think her athleticism is enough to keep her away from the ground. And if yeah. it stays on the feet, Aspen Lad's in serious fucking trouble. I think she's going to have a, a bit of a like a size advantage here as well. Yeah. I think she, she's standing at 5'9", 71-inch reach, while Aspen Lad's at, what is it, 5'6", yeah. 66-inch But reach, if she so. gets taken down, she's in fucking trouble. trouble. But I, so. I just... I, I, you I don't think, think that Lad will be able to close the distance and get her down? I think for at least three rounds, GDR should be able to keep it on the feet and piece her up. Are you confident enough to put money on Jermaine Duran to be in this fight? No, because no. it's been too long, and just like I said, like I with, agree. This fight with is certain more fighters who are kind of a bit of like quitters, like who have a bit of quit yeah. in them, I see. I don't, I don't bet like betting on them. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, we'll move on to the fight that we just talked about earlier. Your uh, eye favor against Ricky Simone. Uh, it's a lose lose, man. If for favor. Why the fuck are you coming back other than probably a paycheck? But you come in here against a guy that has, you know, the only thing that he's really known for is having a mullet uh, and then fucking beating uh, Mirab Devalishvili in such a weird way. Um, that was yeah, that it's weird, a loose th- That was that weird decision, right? That was the where uh, Mirab was apparently out. Oh, the, the, the bad, the bad uh, yeah, submission stoppage. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, he was out when the timer went off and they declared him uh, he lost via technical submission. Where mm. Mirab was saying he was there. I don't want to get into that. That's a whole other can of worms. I gotta rewatch but that. I remember. What that. I'm trying to say is that Ricky Simone is a tough fucking customer. I Fuck think he yeah. actually should. He is the favorite in this fight. I think he he's should roughly, win. roughly around minus 220 right now. Uh, you know, wherever Uriah Faber thinks he has the advantages here, you have Ricky Simone who is just as good as him uh, and younger and more athletic and, uh, you know, just, just hungrier, I would say as well. Uh, maybe we get. Dad Faber. I was about you know? to say. We got Dad Cowboy. He's got Dad Faber now. Who Uriah's watching Cerrone and going, yeah. yo, I, I just, I I just had shit. a kid. Yeah. Maybe I could do that. What's that? What's that? I got that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever that is you got from being a dad, I got it too. So maybe he comes in here and fucking shocks everybody, finishes Ricky Simone in the first round with a crazy, uh, you know, spinning head kick or some shit like that. Probably not, though. Uh, so I, I find it to be a very interesting... Uh, I'll, I'll commend him for accepting this fight because only hardcore fans know how good Ricky Simone is. Uh, but most people that are coming here are probably going to be like, hey, Faber should just come in and steamroll this guy. Uh, they're in probably for a rude awakening, though. I think the the problem with Faber is... is he never evolved. He never gets better. Like he the, was always Cruz the same fight player. is always pretty much the same. Always the same Cruz will always win with the same goddamn game That's fight. right. He's always the same fighter. He comes in, he's got good hands, good grappling, but his, his stand-up is predictable. It's not hard for these guys to figure out. He doesn't get better, especially with this new generation of guys coming out. You're slower, you're older. It, this is just not a good fight. Look at his last opinion. three fights. Lost to Dominic Cruz. Okay, obviously. You beat Lost Brad Pickett. Everybody's Rivera, beating Brad And then Pickett. beats uh, Jimmy, or Brad Pickett in his farewell fight, quote-unquote, which was also in Sacramento, California. And he well, wasn't so. competitive in any of those losses. No. It was easy for the guys to just stick to a game plan, stick and move, and beat this guy. He's not, it's not difficult to do it. Um, you just got to avoid pretty much a couple of overhand rights and maybe like a guillotine or in grappling if he gets you down. Josh um, Emmett against Mirsad Bektik is a fight that kind of has me hard. I'm not going to lie. Man, I I love that fight. I love both of these guys, and I think they you know they have great things ahead of them, especially Mirsad Bektik. Um, let's see, rankings-wise, I think these guys are definitely up there too. I think uh, Bektik... Uh, look, Bektik I bet... is at 12, and Emmett is at 9. I bet on Emmett against Johnson. I will say I got lucky with that bet because, like, based on how that fight was going, it, it, was was, it didn't go the way I thought yeah. it would go, and he didn't look that great to me. Yeah. He was just like... It's, he, he seemed dead set like, I'm just going to land this one overhand right and knock him out. And I, think that word, I think that word, Josh Emmett is good, Mirsad Bektik is better. So I think that yeah, Bektik, right? this is definitely Bektik's fight to win. He's not th- 
Emmett just got that one punch KO. Uh, yeah. Other than that, if Bektik is smart, but Bektik's wrestling, I would exactly. rate a little bit higher. And I think he's just a better overall MMA fighter. Bektik uh, should just grind him against the cage and wear him down. Don't let him use that power. That's it. Yeah. Take him down or just or just clinch with him. I like. Uh, I definitely like Bektik here, and I think he'll finally make a sl- splash so in that featherweight division. So he should crack the top ten there. Uh, another interesting fight is Benio Dariush against Drakkar Close. Uh, Benio Dariush, you know, he was on fucking death's door fighting uh, Drew Dober. You know, almost got finished twice. That was my lock. I remember. For I, that. I was like, Yo, Dariush, he's gonna run money, through Dober. His grappling is so much better. I was I right on that aspect, yeah. but the stand-up difference was. No. So I think that Dariush might have some trouble here with Drakkar Close. The odds are pretty close and uh i Sti- might even bet Drakkar close is an underdog here stylistically uh, isn't it kind of the same close as a stand-up fighter yeah. doesn't like grappling so i think he's a bit better overall too than dober, than dober on the feet yeah, yeah right so this is a tough matchup this is like Darius getting a chance to kind of do better against a similar type of hopefully fighter. he can redeem his chin here too because that's definitely a very questionable after that drew dober fight i know a and lot of people hernandez think about fight. that hernandez fight as well too um marvin vittori against Cesar that's Fajera. a fun fight that's a decent fight. You know, it's good for Cesar Ferreira to get back on the horse. I don't know why the fuck Carl Robertson is fighting some guy named Wellington Terman. Yep. Uh, Andre Feely against Shaman Rice. That's a pretty good fight. Oh, that's fight. a that's kind of... I like that fight. Yeah, wow. I definitely like that's that fight. That's probably flying under the radar. But yeah. actually, it's, it's headlining the prelim, so at least it's getting that. You like yeah, Shaman Rice here? Um, I like Shaman Rice just lost to someone. Zabit, was it? No, 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 not Zabit. That was a he while ago. He did lose to lose Zabit. He re- oh. No, but he recently just lost to someone else. Sadiq Yusuf. That's what it is, Sadiq Yusuf. Yusuf is on next. I, that was a great fight. Yeah. I remember that fight. Yusuf's that a, a next-level fighter, though. I think he's I'm su- definitely up there. I'm surprised he's getting Feely. I swear Feely's coming off a good win. Uh, no, he lost to... Oh, yeah, he beat, he beat Jury. I remember that. Yeah, that's interesting matchmaking. Um, uh, so we go, okay, yeah. Feely versus Shimon. I Honestly, I can't tell you who's going to win that, but that is actually a really fun fight. Yeah. Uh, Livia Hanato Souza against Brianna Van Buren. I think Van Buren is a Invicta champ coming over. Okay, don't know. Uh, Darren Elkins against that's Ryan a, I like this. Interesting fight. You know? I like this fight. Um, if there's, it's a good stylistic matchup because you don't want a guy who's afraid to engage Ryan Hall in grappling. It could get a really boring and weird fight. And Darren Elkins is probably dumb enough and tough enough. <laughs> To, to, to get at drop, Ryan yeah. Hall and take him down, and yeah. then you can get some fun little scrambles. And he's I don't got know the if cardio. Arkins will be able to stay out of the submissions, though. I think if he fucks around in the grappling Man, at all, he might get fucked. I think it, I think it turns into grappling. I think it's Darren Elkins taking him down and using ground and pound and Hall looking for the submission, but I would not be surprised if the fight is largely Darren Elkins' ground and pound from top position. And winning I, I, I just think he, at, like, later in the fight, he gets a little bit too slow, and I think that's where Ryan Hall is going to be able to, you know, capitalize. His jiu-jitsu is next level, man. He is a wizard. Like, say what you want about the BJ Penn one and where BJ Penn was in his career, but, you know, Kenny Florian works with this guy on the regular, and he knows how good his jiu-jitsu yeah. is and keeps fucking talking about that. And I believe it, man. Ryan Hall is very highly credited with his jiu-jitsu talent. What are so, the odds in that fight? Uh, let's see if I can pull that up. Because right now, I'm actually leaning Elkins Darren to Elkins, a certain eh? degree. Yeah, man, Very stylistically. I mean, if, if Ryan Hall was a good striker in any way, well, he is. He's just more of a distance striker and a point fighter, but he goes for the subs a lot. But, man, I can totally see a oh, lot wow, of this it's fight. Like even. Yeah, I small, can. Small favorite, I, Ryan Hall. Okay, I can see a lot of this fight being Darren Elkins. Minus 120, Ryan Hall, plus 100, Darren Elkins. You like I think Elkins, a, eh? I think a lot of this fight is going to be Darren Elkins in Ryan Hall's guard, avoiding subs and landing some good blows. I, li- I like Bektik at minus 165. Oh, wow. That's it, eh? Yeah. 
Interesting. Uh, okay. See, I think that's a case of them putting too much stock in Emmett's win over Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice-looking win, but outside of that two seconds where he landed that punch, he wasn't doing that great. Yeah. Shame on Marais as well. I like him at minus 150-ish. Yeah, I was, lean, I was leaning Shaman. Gian Vellante coming back, but he has a really tough matchup in Mike Rodriguez. Oh, my God. Uh, and then we got Leo Is Pena. he the most frustrating fighter to, like, Ever. Be, be a fan of? Or, or, like, if I was to Ray Longo, to coach. how do you have any hair left? Mike Trimble, or Keith Trimble is his fucking head coach. And that guy, like, yeah, that guy is bald. Like, for you a just hear <laughs> them screaming, like, yeah. do this, do it. He just fucking doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like, he's so frustrating to watch. All right, let's get your, uh, let's get your top three... Uh, safest uh, winners in the main card. Let's try. Let's, okay. do, let's, okay. let's do this for every fucking okay. podcast. Let's see if we can do that. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Simone over Ricky Faber. Simone, Mursad yep. Bektik, Andrew Clark. Uh, no, Cesar Ferreira. Okay, you give me three. Re- you think Caesar's gonna win that? I believe he will win that. Really, I think Marvin's. Let's got see him. what that fucking uh, those odds are. Because if I can Vittori, get dog man. money on Caesar Fajera. Marvin Vittori, he's he, decent, but... He had, like, the closest fight against Israel, but also Israel was... Oh, wow, fight. Caesar's the underdog. Interesting. That's what I thought, okay. man. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say Vittori, Ricky Simone, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else. <laughs> I, who else can you say is, like, a lock-lock? Fine, you know what? I'll say it. I'll say Elkins overhaul. Elkins overhaul. Okay. Yeah. Elkins. All right. Elkins, Simone, and uh, Vittori. Okay. Yeah. Right, let's see who the fuck does better next week. We're in two weeks from now. <laughs> All right. Yo, um, maybe we should do that, actually. Eh? We should track some picks and yeah, see. Yeah, just for the fuck of it. Yeah. Just go head-to-head against each other. Me and Rob had a couple, like, things that we were, like, brainstorming yesterday in terms of ways that we can, like, kind of innovate this podcast. Yeah, a exactly. bit more, Add more to this channel. Even, like, uh, Combatter Stores presents fucking... Like something competitive where me and you go head to head on things like oh, I'm you know, whether yeah. it's picks or even like fucking like I suggested like we should just play like a pickup game of ball against each other. I know you have like fucking yeah. a solid two two feet on me, but I'm yeah, but decent. I have no I skills. skills. I know. Yeah. You have so, all the skills, yeah. I just have the size. <laughs> yeah. That's so it. We we can even do like a Mario Party game or some shit like that, Mario Kart or some shit. We can I was do gonna some say some sort of video so game or something. I'm gonna mind doing funny, that shit. Even UFC three UFC we can fucking just even do that shit. So yeah. Uh, we're we're finding ways to make this shit a little bit more fun. But uh, I know we can figure that out. No worries. All right, last one. Most anticipated fight of the bye, bye week. We got we got this weekend UFC 239. We got uh, pull the list out. Sacramento going down the week after that. And then we got also Bellator 224 that has jack shit on okay. it. So, so for me, the, the runner-up is Rockhold Blackovich just because I'm super curious to see how Rockhold looks at light heavyweight. And I really... Oh, Glitch is here. Glitch is he here. He almost fell. He almost <laughs> fell. Okay. Um, I'm just super curious to see how Rockhold looks at light heavyweight. I, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I like Rockhold. I hope he runs through him and gets into like a title contention fight. If not getting the next title fight, um, that's a runner up. But my most anticipated fight has to be Ben Askren versus Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> God damn, eh? Fuck yeah. Seriously? Fuck yeah. Okay. I can't wait for that. Um, big fan of Ben Askren. I hope. And I love Jorge, but just from where they are in their careers and who could go for I, I want to see Ben win. Yeah. But this is a tough-ass fight for Ben. Um, just because while closing the distance, he's got a lot to worry about. He's so far behind in the striking against Masvidal. It's, it's not it's, even funny. It's not even funny. And that gap might be just as big as like the grappling gap. So it's going to be an interesting fight. You could, I could easily see Masvidal putting him out in like a minute or two. But at the same time, 
most likely, I do think Ben Askren, three-round grapple fest, wins that fight. So Gave me a that is my, yeah, that's my most anticipated fight for sure. Masvidal Askren. It's, it's hard to see uh, a different outcome other than an Askren three-round grapple fest, especially if you take into consideration. I think Askren would fight. I could. Uh, I don't know, man. Jorge is really tough to, Actually, yeah, to right. sub. Like, yeah, does Jorge he even have any so submission good. losses? Even against the best this. grapplers, too. Like, do you remember the the fight with um, Hustam Kabilov? Kabilov. Uh, that was a close fight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of those where Jorge just spent most of his time defending, but he was defending so perfectly and negating the grappling. You're like, okay, if he just turned on a little bit of offense, he easily won. Like, it was one of those fights you come out going. Jorge was the better fighter. He just didn't do enough to win. But like, yeah. I felt like he was the better fighter. He was totally negating the grappling, the scrambles. He's fucking good, man. But Ben Askren is another level. Last time Jorge Masvidal, Masvidal lost by submission, May 1st, 2009, over 10 years ago, via that inverted triangle choke, if you remember that, with Toby Amato. Oh, well, that was the last Okay, yeah. Bellator uh, 5. We'll, we'll, we'll say three-round decision for Ben Askren. But I would still case. say Ben Askren, three-round three decision. What, oh, what um, just one? a quick thing for yeah. everybody listening. Yeah. If you want, if, if you don't know much about Askren, you just want to get a vibe for what he's like, go watch Ben Askren versus Andre Koreshkov round one. <laughs> Have you, do you remember that round? Was it it just was just... Relentless takedowns. He just wouldn't... He was just hanging off of him at the weirdest angles and stuff. You would keep thinking Koreshkov was free... But then he would just grab an ankle and still just be there. Him. And it was like one of those where it's like, like Koreshkov went back to his corner. And all you could think in your head is like, this guy's probably thinking like, what the fuck yeah. was that? Like, it's How like am I supposed tornado, to survive another Like a cartoon tornado? Yeah, yeah. And, nothing, and you're just like, what <laughs> the fuck? always on top. What the fuck was that? Like yeah. you could tell he, he, was pro- he, was, he had great takedown defense and he was ready for the wrestling. But that type, he just didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's just the angles that Askren was hanging off on him and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? I'm glad that we're finally getting Askren back in, in the cage, especially after that unfortunate fight against Robbie Lawler. He won it. Yeah. He Go. won the fight. Hey, he Henry Gracie and Heron Gracie did the Gracie it. breakdown. I get it. He and won. they said that choke was fully <laughs> in. If anybody knows if a fucking bulldog choke is in, it's those two. It's those two. Yeah. Uh, two fights that I'm looking forward to, honorable mention, I will give to Josh Emmett against Mursad Bektik. That's a fight that is two budding featherweights. You know, they've t- taken some lumps along the way. Josh Emmett losing to... Uh, who the fuck did he just lose to Jeremy Stevens and also uh, Mursad Bektik losing to Darren Elkins? They've obviously rebounded from those fights. Yeah, okay. However, say, yeah. Uh, however, it, you know they're still on the rise and they could still regain some of that that ground that they lost uh, with those losses that they had. Uh, but for me, it's the same as you, man. Luke Rockhold against Jan Blachowicz. That's the fight I'm really, really, really looking forward to. Uh, Luke Rockhold coming up to light heavyweight for the first time. I'm interested to see even during fight week how he looks, like how he's filled out. You know, if you get if it's something noticeable, if it's you know just him being him because him just still being him is fucking massive, right? He's like, 6'3", he's still seventy seven inches huge. He's, he's a big guy. So uh, I hope that he's able to make this transition uh, up a weight class uh, very well. You know, it's worked out for a lot of guys in the past. Cowboy Sroni going up to welterweight. Uh, you know, obviously Tiago Santos in the main event coming up uh, in weight. Anthony Smith, all these guys coming up in weight seem to have a lot of success. Daniel Cormier being another one too. Uh, but I truly think that Luke Rockhold is like. He has top five pound-for-pound talent. And I hopefully, you know, I hope that this is the the division that we really get to see it. And then hopefully he can, you know, cement himself as a Hall of Famer and pioneer because I truly believe his skill is deserving of that. 100%. His skill is absolutely deserving of that. It's almost weird to say because it's Luke Rockhold, Mr. Cocky Luke Rockhold, but 
I almost feel bad for him to a certain degree because if you look at his skill set, but then he, you look at his record, it's almost not fair. You're like, like, no, 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 you don't understand how fucking good this guy really is. He, he's could, he could be a superstar. Just this one fucking mistake yeah. keeps getting yeah. him put out, and his chin seems to be an issue at middleweight. So If he continued to God. win those fights, like the Bisbing fight and the Romero fight, and if he won these fights and he has been undefeated since that, see even the Vitor Belfort fight, since he hasn't lost a fight since then, he could easily be a superstar. He could be top two, top three draws in the 100%, UFC. 100%. Easily. 100%. It's just unfortunate little mistakes that he makes that costs him those two fights. Yeah. And now here we get him against Jan Blachowicz. So hopefully he has a good campaign at 205 because uh, I think that he could give John Jones the, the you know the most run for his money essentially uh, and that's a that's a dream fight especially for fans of you know long time MMA fans you know Rockhold and Jones have kind of been side by side in this you know meteoric rise that they've both had you know John Jones a little bit more and as obviously his is slowed due to his fucking out of cage uh, habits and bullshit that he's gone through but Luke Rockhold has dealt with injuries he's also dealt with you know unfortunate you know decisions within fights uh but he has other shit going for him too so i'm not too mad at him yo he this is going to be his first like this is going to be his 10th fight in the ufc 10th fight and i believe strike force came over in 2013 something like he that. hasn't fought much or 2011 actually. i know so it's crazy you know he's, when i was playing the tape the next game, i'm like yeah. wait a second why am i only putting nine fights up for this guy it's 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 insane to me. So uh, I'm glad that he's in. Uh, you know, getting back in there, especially at 205. Uh, just, but that is definitely my most anticipated fight over the next two yeah. weeks. Yeah, I just I, I hate that he's got those two knockout losses yeah, and like they just stick out. And you're like, no, but yeah. you don't understand. How but this is this teed up is. perfectly for him. Get a, v- a victory here. Let John Jones get a victory on the same night, and we match them up at the end. I of the think year. so too. A fingers crossed. He just runs through Blackovich, yeah. like first or second round, maybe yeah. ground and pound put him out and fuck if you want to do it more impressively put him out on the feet that's yeah. even more impressive i agree all right well that's pretty much it for this episode this is the seventh one we've done oh, shit. i can't believe it's already been seven that's fucking insane even even with the lock cast fucking <laughs> yeah. 44 me and rob were talking about it yesterday like it's insane it's almost been a full year since me and rob have hooked up and, and yeah. started doing this thing together that's even crazy for us, seven with the first two or three we're only we're a month apart yeah it's that's fucking, fucking nuts. Crazy. I'm loving to do it though. It's it's yeah. so fucking fun. Like I, it, I love doing this. It shit. gets out like our uh, like we like you got to get out your MMA thoughts, but exactly. there's no one else to talk to exactly. about it. So it's like all right, let's. We used get to it we out. used to live a lot closer to each other, so we'd hang out a little bit more. Now it's kind of yeah. dwindled a little bit. Our schedules have gotten a little bit more packed, and I live a little bit further yeah, from him. But exactly. we make sure that we can do this at least on a biweekly basis, uh, and get it out for you guys. Yeah, and just hash it out keep keep fucking talking it out and you kind of convinced me on a bit of a i forgot who the hell you told me to potentially play uh, was it diego or Michael diego sanchez because <laughs> of the grappling yeah so I, i'm gonna have to run some a little bit more now tape you know on what's that. gonna happen right was gonna yeah, bo- like put on a boxing clinic and knock him out like something. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather some yeah shit. that's what's fuck that uh all right so the lock cast will be up tonight this is wednesday i'll put it out tonight hopefully i'll have the combative stories up for you guys tomorrow which is thursday so hello today's thursday um but uh, make sure you guys check out the Lockcast. All my bets are going to be up on the website as well, MMALOTN.ca. Check me out on Twitter at MMALOTN for, you know, all my thoughts of fight week uh, odds, especially where the lines are moving and all that stuff. Uh, the most surprising last week was the Joseph Benavides and Juicy Formiga odds. Almost shifting even. as much as they were almost fucking flipping, which was crazy too. So, you know, you can catch all my live excitement in terms of the odds moving around on Twitter. So, uh, me and Tony will be back in two weeks. Yep. Uh, I'll be back next week for the Lockcast once I get back from montreal we're going to be breaking down the ufc sacramento card uh, until then enjoy ufc 239 enjoy sacramento 
Kind of. Uh, kind of. Because I sort will of. kind of speak to you guys then, and it's salty as fuck, according to Tony. Background uh, it, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Background it. Play some fucking uh, cod or overcooked, <laughs> if you guys know on that overcooked life right now. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the fights. We'll see you guys soon. I'll see you guys next week. My so. On my behalf, Tony's behalf, Big Rob in the back, and yes. Glitch somewhere there on the ground. Yep. <laughs> We're out. Later. <laughs> All right.